You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. We love having you guys come back every week and discuss all things complicated relationship issues with the three of us. And I'm saying three because, again, we're so happy to have Lauren back on the team. Second episode, if you guys tuned in last week, then you know it's so good to have her input back. It's so good to have like the banter back with the three of us back again. So, so happy to see both of you guys. Happy for you guys to be back. Lauren, Jen, what's been going on with you this week? What's what's been happening? Any any craziness? You know, another week, another date. What's what's different about that for me? Not a whole lot, but it was an interesting one to say the least. I feel like I am getting way better each week at communicating what I'm looking for, what I expect, what I want, um, what will work for me, what doesn't work for me. And in like a really natural way, not according to Rob, like a beep, boop, beep, boop. (laughs) I only want these things. But, and then, in case you didn't get that. Yeah. In case I've been referred to, I've been referred to as ex machina before. So that's not that far off. (laughs) (laughs) Who called you that? Uh, my friend Will, and he gave me the movie for my birthday one year. And That's by the way, I've still hilarious. never seen it. <laughs> Will, good call, Will. Will for the win. Will for the win. Anyway. Uh, first of all, it's a great, it's a great movie, and the girl in it's very attractive. It's um, okay. Now you're talking. Yeah, no, it's the girl that won the Oscar. God, I'm gonna forget her name, and somebody's gonna get mad at me. For Alicia it, but, Vikander. Yeah, Alicia right? Vikander. Yes, exactly. Yes. But, but I understand what he's saying because she is a. <laughs> Robot. Well, anyway, I, I should probably put that in my dating profile to really set people up for uh, proper expectations. Will yeah. what they're going to get from me. I'm a Capricorn. I'm a beep boop and enjoy dating me. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh, so anyway, I feel like I've been communicating all of these things. And wait, so just one person? Are you communicating it to multiple people? You went on one date? Um, one date with the person that I have been talking about. And so one more date, mm. I guess, if you will. So LA so, boy. Sure. We'll call him that, I guess. That's uh, we've been calling him for the boy. past three you, episodes. You keep calling him that. Let's and also him, I don't feel a man. Let's call him adult. Le, let's call him La Boy. La Man. Le, oh good. La Man, because he's a man. Oh, but yeah. I like that we made him French. Perfect. No, like L A man. La man. Oh. Yeah. La man. <laughs> okay. Well, you call him whatever you want. Anyway. Okay, so you're communicating better with LeMan. Yes. Uh, just he happens to be the unfortunate <laughs> test dummy for this. But oh, I'm I sure he wants to hear that, that he's just a test well, dummy. He's not, but uh, you're going to have to edit all of this part out. <laughs> he's a crash test dummy for her ex machina. Yeah, her ex machina. Anyway, so 
I feel really good about the fact that I have been communicating my needs and all that stuff in a less scary way for me because I don't care if I'm cool girl or not. I actually want to find love. So I think being cool girl is the dumbest thing ever. And I, I talk to different friends about how to handle certain things and like if I wanted to have these conversations and if it was too soon to have them and whatnot. But actually, one of my friends was like, no, I think you should really not have those yet. You should write it out. Wait and, um, you know, be cool about it. I'm like, oh, the fact that that person said to be cool, I was like, I'm going to be all uncool in the words of. I just learned what what cool girl. I just learned what cool girling is. What? Is it not what I just said? No, but I didn't know that there was a thing like that c- girls have a thing where they go on dates and they think it's like they they call it being cool girl. Like I want to be the cool girl who hangs out with the boys and eats pizza and like and yeah, like doesn't care see. about relationshipy stuff. Like whatever, right. come and go. They're I didn't pretending. know that was a thing. It's yeah, called pretending. It's called being breezy or playing hard to get. It's like just a new name for that. It's all the same fucking thing because everybody in society makes a girl feel like she cannot tell you what she wants or ask questions, the big deep questions. Otherwise it's going to make her look desperate. So she has to be cool girl or breezy or play hard to get. It's all the So basically pretending just like they might pretend other things. So really you should take it upon yourself, men, to not have women feel they have to be cool girl and actually create a safe space. Open oh my God. How is that men's fault? We don't, you guys come in with these preconceptions of what you think we want. And then you try to line yourself up with those preconceptions and then expect us to know that you have those preconceptions and then not put those preconceptions well, on you. No, it's Yeah. I mean, I think it's both, you're both right. It's both, both people play the game. The guy is like, you know, the, um, forager or whatever it's called the the hunter gatherer and the girl's supposed to be hunted like and so you're both playing into this game and it's well why don't you guys just show up and be yourself we'll be ourselves if if we're too if we're too much then tell them if, if we're just if we're too much pizza and sports for your liking then go find somebody else i'm sure they're there you know but like it's not that black and white rob you guys fucking well i'm just saying I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reacting off of the black and white that I just got thrown this way. Okay, I know, but that's one situation. Like there is a lot of gray area and a lot of pretending on both sides. So, so So how was your, so how was your week, Lauren? How was your, how was your your week? My week, it was great because I actually went out twice in a row and that is like. With um, your, with, with James? I went to lunch with Jen. And oh. I don't even remember what the other thing was that I did. You went to a baby shower. That's right. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And I went to a baby shower <laughs> and it was like, I almost, I don't know, I, but it was nice to like be back in, in the world. I still don't totally feel like myself because I just like, don't really, I'm just coming out of the baby fog still because it's all still new. Like the, he sleep, the schedule that I'm on now, but it's helpful. And so that was nice to be back. That's with the baby. Well, Jen obviously is Jen, right? So you go out to lunch. Wait, with her but I will you- say I'm going to give Lauren some credit because she and I did discuss the situation and we chatted before I had my date. And Lauren also gave me good advice not to be the cool girl. I mean, she didn't directly say don't be cool. Yeah. Okay. She well, we like, can. This is what the podcast yeah. is about, so we can get into this later because we we have a whole podcast to talk yeah. about this subject. Yeah. I was just asking her how her week went, right. and oh. as far as the as far as the baby shower goes, Lauren, when yeah. you go when you went to that, did you feel like 
you were like, there was a, a weight lifted off your shoulders because there's so many other people with their children there and the kids can just run and do whatever they want. And, and you guys' parents are like sipping booze well, in the right. corner. There was no kids at this baby shower. It was even better. But there oh. was, you know, what did actually make me feel good is that I, you know, every part of having a child has stages and the pregnancy stage is great. And I am thankful that mine were both very easy and not complicated see what I did there. And mm-hmm. just very uneventful, which is awesome. And I'm very thankful for that. But my girlfriend whose baby shower was, was very pregnant. And I was just like, Oh, God, she hasn't even begun. Like in the end of pregnancy <laughs> is so difficult, like not it's just uncomfortable. And then yeah. like, you have the baby and then you're just like in the like not sleeping, everything revolves around the baby thing, which clearly and then it's like five, six months later, you're finally coming out of it. And I was like, I'm just coming out of it. And she's just getting into it. Oh, my God. And her she has a kid who's like the same age difference as my second baby and her new baby. So like when she was when I was about to have my baby, she was already six months into her. She was out of it, too. So it's like she was there before. That was nice. And some other girl there was like, I'm like five weeks pregnant. Don't tell anybody. I mean, nobody here knows, but just don't say no. Yeah. Like I'm keeping it a secret, but I can tell you because I don't, you don't really know me. She was like a friend of a friend and I'm like, oh man, she's just getting into it too. I just was just very happy to not be pregnant and to be like out of that. <laughs> I love how you're not like, because it's not like a congratulations. It's which oh, it is, but, um, cool uh, but it's like a, oh, you poor, you poor, poor it's thing. <laughs> I just am very happy to be back to my life. And it's also because I did it back to back, like baby. And then barely Austin was not even one. And I was already pregnant again. And it was just like a lot. And it was a choice. It's not, wasn't an accident. It's just two plus years of all that. And I'm just like ready to be back. And so that's why it feels good. So it was nice to be Mm -hmm. back. And now I'm starting to do that. And it's great. Rob, we need to talk. Wait, actually, I want to say something about something you said really quickly. You said, thank God that there were no kids there. And I think we need to normalize parents actually being able to say that they don't always want to be around other people's kids. Just because you have a kid doesn't mean you love all other kids and doesn't mean you want to be around them all the goddamn time. Like, I have a dog. I don't love everybody's dog, but I think parents get a bad or get this perceived notion that like now you just only want to be with kids and parents with kids and And like you're not allowed and you're not allowed to say like kids are annoying. I love my kids, but they're annoying. Like that is some of the majority of the reason why you sleep train a kid. I mean, it's good for them and it sleep is good and healthy and very restorative for babies. And it's like a totally necessary, but it's also like, go to bed at seven o'clock so I can have a life. Like I know people who don't do that and their kids stay up to like 10 at night. I would die. It's like, you never, Jen, you, Rob, you never get a break. You know this, right? Like I know you know this, but when you're a parent, there are no days off. Like you could work your fucking ass off all day long. I've been up since five. My kids go to bed at seven and I never get a Saturday, a Sunday. I never get to sleep in. Haven't slept in in like two years. Never a day off even on vacation you're not on vacation because the kids are there you never get a fucking break it's been years so it's like those times like when I'm at the baby shower when I'm at lunch with Jen for two hours like praise be blessed be the fruit okay speaking (laughs) of fruit Rob you were very fruitful on your past week experiences can we please talk about the amazing things that I can't even I don't even know anybody that's ever experienced what you've done 
it really well first of all it was the viewing of it was this week so that was awesome because yeah. i i did the thing march 23rd so i yeah. did it a long time ago and then it has Wait, tell I everybody what you did so i was on i was a contestant on wheel of fortune dude and it's something that like look when you're applying for the show they're like don't because you have to send in a video they're like don't say it's your on your bucket list because everybody says it's on their bucket list. And I was like, good point, but it is. It's on my damn bucket list. But it's on everybody's bucket list. It's yeah. something that I grew up watching with my family. I, I knew what time dinner was when it was seven o'clock because Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune was coming on. Called it competing and eating. My family and I would like get after it with each other, you know, and who could answer the most questions, who could solve the most puzzles. So um, long story short, I I, I applied because my mom that was had seen me on like, you know, 50 TV shows, but she's never seen me on anything we grew up watching. Right. So like, I mean, murder, she wrote's not on the air anymore. <laughs> so yeah. this is like the next, and I'm not smart enough to be on jeopardy. So this was like the next best thing. And, um, I, I just said, fuck it. It was during the pandemic. I knew they weren't flying anybody from around the country. I live around the corner from the studio. And I was like, this is like my chances of getting on just went up 90%. And um, I went on there and on the video, I told them, I said, you need me on your show because I will fucking dominate. And uh, I went through the whole process. And, you know, my mom, I think we talked about it before on the podcast. My mom passed away last May. And, uh, you know, two weeks before she passed away, I was able to, I found out that I was going to be on the show. So I was able to tell her that I was going to be on the show. And she was really excited about that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. I don't know if there's a heaven or not, but my mom and my dad helped me on that show because I won a money. I won a fucking cool trip to Switzerland and I won a fucking mini Cooper. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, Rob. It's absolutely, I had, okay. It's, I don't tell me anything else because I'm going to watch it. I don't want to mm. know like what the final puzzle was and what you did. I I know that you won all those things, but I want to watch it and like, see it's, it's, enter it's entertaining. It's, it's definitely a, like a, there's, a, I just watched it right now before we, we came on because I it aired on Friday. And then the next morning I went to Austin for a bachelor party. So I've been gone. So I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. We couldn't really hear it at the bar we were watching it at. So I watched it and I was like, fuck, it could not have been a better episode from, for as far as like, how I got along with Pat, how I got along with the contestants, the back and forth that happened between like, I didn't, I forgot that I was going to win just by watching it right then. You know, Aww. like that's Were how you in suspense? I was in suspense. I was like, Oh shit. I don't remember this part. Do I actually win this fucking what, thing? What is this puzzle? I can't get it. Wait, and meanwhile, then, the puzzles were hard, Lauren. I don't know how he got it. He can't figure out how to log on to Zencaster. So yeah. he, <laughs> and, things that I was like, what words are those? Yeah. And I mentioned the podcast a lot. And Pat talks about the podcast a lot, which you couldn't even hear at the end, Jen, but he was talking about it the whole end while he was standing there with Vanna. So I like mean, we he are... mentioned the podcast at least 10 times. I mean, not by name, but if yeah. you look up my name, obviously it comes up. So which was cool. Oh my God. They're all the people watching and be like, who was that hot guy on Wheel of Fortune? His name's Rob Evers. Find him on Instagram. There he is. This is his podcast. And now we're all famous. And now you're all famous. Thanks, Welcome. Rob. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome. And also, he, he looked great in his little like um, suit that he wore. He was like all put together and stuff. Oh he looked God, like he was Rob. there to dominate. I know. Jen saw me without a hat on TV. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, who is this person? And then I was like, oh, wait, it's you. 
Anyway, just Rob, a, you know, a local celeb, but guys, other celebs out there are doing even crazier things than winning Wheel of Fortune. Some are getting married. Some are talking shit. Some are doing lawsuits, having a lot of lawsuits. lawsuits happening. They're doing some crazy, crazy ass shit. And like, I feel like we've inundated you with a lot of crazy shit that like I've been doing lately and Rob and like our dating habits. But we need to talk about some other people for a sec because I don't, it's just too much. It's so much. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. There's a lot of things that like you you see celebrities and you're like, you kind of watch them afar as like a voyeuristic type thing. But then you're like, wait, that's they're, that's real. That's real in the world right now. Like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing, like yeah. Black China and Rob Kardashian thing. Those those are real things that people are like, it's fun and entertaining to watch. But then you're like, no, this is happening to people in their daily lives. And then like, all right. So for example, Charlie Sheen's daughter. Right. Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards have, I think, three or four kids together. And uh, I mean, time just flies so much. I remember when they were like, you they know, have four. Three ki- they have three kids together. And like, I think two- she has one with somebody else. No, it's like an adopted baby. Oh, OK. Well, their oldest one is this girl named Sammy and she's 18. And she just announced over the weekend that she's starting her own OnlyFans page. And it's like, you know, you see Charlie Sheen, who is known for having a lot of relationships with a lot of porn stars. Yeah. So like, and he's like condemning it. He's like, I'm I'm not a fan of it. No pun intended. But like, you know, if you do it, do it classy. He said, this does not, this did not happen under my roof. So it's like he's blaming Denise, I guess, but. And Denise and her have like a strained relationship, I guess. Like, I mean, I I guess guess you can have the OnlyFans page. They can be anything really, but it's really. Well, that's my question. It's really known for like sexy time. Well, that's my question to you guys. That's my question to you guys. Is this part of the world now is it part of like the everyday thing where like if I go out and meet somebody, I mean, we have, we've had a, a guest on this show who has an OnlyFans page and you know, you, you're like, you have an OnlyFans page. And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And I'm like, what? Like it, it, there's a certain connotation that comes to that, but also you're not just going on OnlyFans and knitting. Like you're, <laughs> no. you might not be getting nude. You might not be shoving things up the holes, but like the you, holes. you're definitely, showing some stuff and you're definitely getting your attention from a certain thing. So my thing is, would you be okay if you found out somebody had an OnlyFans page? I don't think I would be. I definitely would not want to date somebody that did because of the connotation, but also because anything that's subscription-based and you can't really just easily spy on it like an Instagram or anything else makes me uncomfortable. So I would have to subscribe to see my my significant others, whatever the hell they're doing on that thing. Yeah. I also just really don't want to date somebody who makes their money off social media. Um, it's one don't thing. Don't you make big, your money off social media? I mean, I work in digital marketing, so yeah, but like not because of my own posts that are whatever. Like, I just don't want somebody who's beholden to their phone and validation from others and mm. being paid for whatever it is that they put out and constantly doing that. So. So you're not think, saying just not OnlyFans. You're saying like you don't want doing somebody who does SpawnCon on Instagram or anything like that. Well, sponsored I, if, content. 
if they do sponsored content that's like tasteful, fine. But like if they're just seeking validation all day and all night and they're on their phone and they're checking the likes and they're checking the things and they got to talk to their fans, like one thing is to make a living and the other thing is to, you know, puff up your chest and feel good about yourself. I just don't think I could be with somebody like that. I don't want somebody who's on their phone all the time. I don't even want to be on my phone all the time. But I think the OnlyFans connotation for me would be a deal breaker for sure. Yeah, for me too. I don't think of like Patreon if they're doing yeah. something that's like, you know, right. presentable to the public. Which started, I mean, Patreon started off not that way too. Lauren, what about you? Would you, I, mean, I know you're I, in a relationship, but. I would be, I mean, never say never because again, things are gray, but no, it, for in a generalization answer, no, I would don't think I would be into that. But I, you, if you could give me some other details about what this person's doing and how they're making their money and it could be for good and it could be something that aligns with like things that I like. I don't know. But for the most part, no, I would not be. Right. And now, but what if I have a question for you since you are in a committed relationship and you'll never have to deal with that, hopefully. Hopefully. um, What if you had a friend that was very close to you that was single and dating and they started one? Would you, what kind of advice would you give them as far as like, trying to find the perfect person out there for them, you know, if they really want love and everything. Like if Jen started an OnlyFans page? No, well, Jen wouldn't, obviously, but like anybody, you know, if you just had like a single girlfriend who was like really wanting to a relationship and then started an uh, an OnlyFans. I guess it would be, it would like, I I mean, if she had like a cooking show that she was doing on there, because you can do that, then I'd be like, great. Mm. That's fine, but it would depend on if she was using it. I mean, if she was doing like sexy time stuff. All right. I mean, I honestly am no shame here. Like, if you want to be a sex worker, if you want to be a, a dancer, stripper, I don't know what the fucking right term for that is. I mean, I honestly, if I didn't, I'm just going to be frank. If there wasn't such a negative connotation with being a stripper, like, I think it'd be kind of a fun job and they make fucking a lot of money. Like, what? I do. I'm into it. It's like a performance. Like if there wasn't. You would be a stripper? I, yeah. I mean, if there wasn't such a negative connotation, I don't think that would be bad. Huh. Why not? It's huh. fun. Like if you, it's a fun, you get to perform, you get to dance and you get to, I'm not saying that I would want to be like in the champagne room or anything, but if you could just put me on the stage dancing, I think that'd be fun. But everyone's. You could also just be a dancer, though, that isn't a stripper. That isn't naked. Uh, But (laughs) you could just be a dancer and then be basically a starving actor. Do strippers make a billion times more money than like the fucking dancers in LA, the the dancer slash waitress slash bartender slash babysitter? Like, no thanks. A stripper. (laughs) But at what cost? No pun intended. Well, but yeah, so what? You're, You're paying me. Like, well, okay. if there were no stigma, sure. It sounds like yes. you'd you'd be down, but there is a stigma, there so is this a stigma. is null so and void essentially. I'm, I'm just conforming to the stigma and not actually being like, well, I don't really care about the stigma. I enjoy this and I make money, so go fuck yourself. So if I if my friend wanted an OnlyFans page and she was like, I don't care, it doesn't bother me. I like this. It makes my, me money. Then, I mean, I guess you kind of have to just be like, well, you do you. There's no judgment. I'm really being real. No judgment. Like, yeah. why you know, be, be at a job in a cubicle that you fucking hate where, or whatever, and you're miserable, like if this is what you want to do and you're not like, right, 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 right. But I think you're going off the course of what the question is. It's like, they're trying to find a relationship <laughs> well, and they're trying to be. So if they're okay with it, then they have um, to also know it might attract certain people or detract certain her, people. Or detract, or just, and, right. and they right. have to find somebody who embraces what they like are fine with doing. 
Speaking of people who embrace themselves in all their glory. Yeah, dude. Okay, you guys, I want to talk about Britney Spears and her wedding. First of all, she got married. Thank, you know, great for her. Congratulations. She had no family at her wedding. And you know what? Like, based on the news we know about her, like, her family kind of screwed her over. So, well, that's not completely true. She had an ex husband show up with a knife. Uh, yeah, yeah. that happened as well. <laughs> but, but I think, like, it's sort of there's a lot of people in LA that most people here are transplants and like your friends become your family. So, I think, like, that's your village. That's what we call our village on this show. Like, I kind of like love that for her that she just like had this wedding and celebrated her love and like freedom and all that shit at the same time but she like didn't have to have your friends can be your family your village can be your family and I like that she walked herself down the aisle I just think it was sweet and good for you Britney Spears and she got married and she found love let's hope this this lasts and sticks well do you think that's really do you do you think that's really friends that were there or do you think it was like People who is Britney Spears. If Britney Spears sends you an invitation, then you're going to fucking go. And it's probably like one Drew of the Barrymore. Big- yeah. Selena Paris Gomez. Paris Hilton said she was asked to DJ an event with like presidents, past presidents, and I think Joe Biden as well. And she said no. She turned it down because she wanted to go to Britney Spears' wedding. It was more important to her. Right. But well, do- Britney, Britney Spears and Paris Hilton, I get. Like Paris Hilton, yeah. I get. But there were people there that you're like, I mean, uh, and also know. they haven't. Do you, do you know though? Maybe her and Drew Barrymore are friends. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. And of course, it could have just been a whole bunch of fucking Hollywood hullabaloo fluff because you know that happens here, just for like the picture's sake or whatever. But I mean, right. whatever. For all intents and purposes, she had no family there. It was just a party with her and all her friends, and she walked herself down the aisle. And I kind of like love that she didn't do the like. I mean, listen, this is like her what 80th wedding or something, but still, mm-hmm. did what she did what she wanted to do, and like, not she's used to being by herself. Now, you know, like weddings are kind of my jam. So I I thought that was cute. That is cute. That is cute. Cute. I, I hope it lasts. What about the couple? But, what about we talk about a couple that never got married, but what is the what is happening with them now? So uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad um, Pitt were interviewed recently, and she said very directly, which is like so my jam. Love her. Yeah. She's like, I finally married the right Brad twenty years later. And that got me thinking, like about timing. Also, going back to like J Lo and um, am I sorry? Am I missing something? They didn't get married. Uh, Like timing. What is timing, and why is it good or bad? Is it because at some point you don't know how to approach dating? You're maybe a bad dater, like we talked about last week, or maybe is it you don't ask the right questions to get the information you need? So you're going through the flow of things, and maybe kind of in the way we talked about you, Rob. Like while things are going. So maybe I just keep on going and then you don't get to the meat or the hard stuff or you don't find out until too late and you're like, well, I should keep at it because we're already doing this thing. So I wonder about timing or good timing, bad time, what have you. And if it's just a matter of being able to address like what I said earlier, what you want, what you need in the moment and actually have those tough conversations because one, you'd find out a lot faster probably if you want the same things at the same time. And two, maybe have you had you had that, things would have turned out better because you could have grown together and addressed things together. I don't really know. And I definitely don't remember the reason that Gwyneth and Brad didn't 
make it all the way. I think probably matching haircuts through everybody for a loop, but um, totally. the same height. He does that with every single one of his relationships. There's pictures. He matches every person's re- that he's a relationship with. He gets the same haircut as them. Does Angelina, he want to wear their clothes also? Well, Angelina, he had the long hair when Angelina had long hair. He had like the Jennifer for the, for <laughs> the, for the, or the, the Rachel, the Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. He had like, uh, and then when he dated Gwyneth, they had the same hair. Like he just, lights. he just yeah. conforms. Yeah. Oh, so maybe he's cool girl. Maybe he doesn't know. You don't have to have the same hair to be in a relationship. You, don't have to conform you can like say that, no. Brad. You can, you can shave your head and just let it be. Yeah. But so what do you guys think about timing? Is it a result of just not being a good dater or not having? No, it's, 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 it's not, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I mean, listen, maybe picking the person at the time is a bad thing for dating, but like the relationship itself, I don't think that determines whether you're a good or bad dater because you could pick somebody like I have. When people ask me why I'm 46 and single, I'll say it's because I made bad decisions with people that weren't in the same stage of life as I am or as I was. Was that a result though of not asking the tougher converse, the tougher questions then? Like maybe you would have not been in those relationships had you gotten to. No, I just think that like, you know, I dated people that were more like, it was okay for them to have a two year relationship and then for it to end where I was like, the more that I got into two year relationships, the more I, I wanted them to be longer. Does that make sense? So I don't even, I didn't even have to ask those questions because I didn't know what I wanted at the time I got into the relationship. Right. But those, but you also could go and believe that those were what you needed at that time in order to get you to where you are now, which when you meet the person that you're meant to be with, it will all make sense timing wise. If I met somebody now, I would, I would ask, I would, I I would ask those questions, but like, I don't know when I would ask those questions. Okay. So let's get into that then. Let's get into when is it appropriate to ask the deep questions? And the, first of all, first of all, guys, let's talk about what the deep questions are, shall we? Okay. Like, what do we think those are? What it's, do you want kids? Do you want to get married? What else? Uh, relig- do you want to actually be in a monogamous relationship or do you like all we're, of the other people We're assuming that this is for people who want to be in a monogamous relationship, yes. but you can insert whatever type of relationship you are striving to build. But we're going to say monogamy for this. So yeah, do you want to be in a monogamous relationship? Do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Like when was your last relationship? Or even today, like, you know, maybe not religion so much. Yeah, I like the last relationship one too, but like that- that only I think that only matters in like a six month period, and le- you know what I mean. Like I don't know if it matters like after if that. If the person's been in a past relationship in less than six months before they met you, yeah, okay, yeah. But also, you got to ask stuff now, like unusual questions that you wouldn't have asked ten years ago, right. like 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 your sexuality, like uh, have you ever been a different gender? You know, like you know, there's there's things that like you have to now. Maybe you don't ask that. Maybe you can tell, but maybe you can't. And then you have to well, like, what, only, have you ever? That's only if that matters to you. Some people don't care if you. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it's yeah. unusual. Yeah. Your sexuality is sexuality is one you got to have now. Absolutely. But how? But when? But when? But when? I think early on. I mean, I think if the question of all of these things is like when. Um, Another one to layer in is when or when do we stop seeing other people? When mm. do all these things start to happen? I think now. Going back to it, 
what you want for yourself should happen in the first one to three dates. That's when you're getting to know each other. That's when you start to like, I, think I wouldn't the say first one. I would disagree with one. I would disagree with well, one. Fine. Okay. But the first date. But it depends it, like, on the person because if I am on a date with James and on the first date, he says to me, I have a daughter, then it's not fucking weird for me to say, oh my God, how old is she? She's seven or whatever she was at the time. Oh my, great. Uh, do you want more kids? That's not weird. Totally. No, that's yes, a normal like, progression. Or I'm yes. on a date, or I'm on a date with fucking the person that Jen is seeing right now. And that person is, or I'm on a date with, okay, my friend just went on a date. My friend Jenna just went on a date with a guy who was divorced. And so he said, I was divorced this time th- at this point in my life. And she said, okay, do you want to get married again? Again, not weird. No, no, it's, I think um, a normal response to somebody who has those experiences possibly but let's say you're going out with somebody who's never had those let's things. Hold on. I let's think- make a rule from yes. it's complicated right now if you go on a date with somebody it's date one it's one minute into the date it's two minutes into the date i don't give a fuck as soon as the other person on the other end says they've either been married or they have kids then you have to then ask if that's what you want or no or not what you want maybe you don't want to get married and have kids you have to then ask them do you want to do that thing again that's a rule. Let's make that a rule. For who? I think the listeners? For the person that you're, if you're on yeah. a date and you, this, this conversation needs to happen. What if you're like, I never want to get married and I never want to have kids. Doesn't matter what you want. It's just, you need to align with the other person. So, and it's complicated rule needs to be, if you are on a date and the other person says, I'm divorced or I have kids, then you then have to say, do you want to do that thing again? Or the other and, rule can be the rule can be that if you are divorced and you have a kid, then you have to bring that up in the first date. You have to disclose it. Yeah. I think that's like saying what your job is. You have to also say what else you have going on in your life as a person. So 100%. I again, if you're two people who don't have that, then right. I think you take things a little bit slower and just see if you're even interested because the pressure isn't on in the same way as it would be with somebody who has those other degrees of baggage, let's just say to them that you can address. So like I come in scathed because I have my previous experiences, but I don't have a divorce. I just have breakups. Um, I don't have a kid. So, you know, I'm still verdicts out if I want them, but if I'm met with somebody who has one, jury's out. Jury's out. It's the what did I say? Verdict. Your father was a lawyer. He is not happy with this right now. Oh, well, whatever. the juries give a verdict. I gave you a pass on this okay. one. The jury always give gets a close, but no cigar. Huh? And that's the other one, Jen. Close, yeah. but no cigar. Remember that one. Okay. That one I know for sure. And I'm not really sure why you get close to something, but no cigar. Cigars are long. So if you get close to a cigar, it is a cigar. You can grab it. So what's the reason? I don't know. I'll look that one up. But also, stop it. You have to call her out when she says these things wrong. She does it all the time. Anyway, Jen, I know what you're saying. So the verdict's out if you want kids or not. Keep going. Right. So I think these are really important because time is essentially I don't know, currency. You don't have a lot of it, especially the older you get. You have a job, you have people in your life, you have family, you have yourself. We talk about self-care all the time. You have to, there's only seven days in the week and so many hours a day. And if you want to also sleep, work out, do whatever the hell you want to do, 
dating should be with intention, I think. So you shouldn't continue to see somebody. Wait, let me make this point because Rob's stupid head doesn't make sense yet. You should not waste your time or other people's time if you're definitely not aligned with what you want. Rob. Oh, now I'm getting a good sign from Rob. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I wasn't disagreeing with you at all. I wasn't. It was just the intensity in which you were saying it. And like you you had veins popping out of your head. And I was like, (laughs) it's like, this is the intensity that I imagine you going into dates with. It's like, I only have 17 minutes and 17 seconds during the day and all this other stuff. And I need to get this. And and you better have your intentions fucking ready and going. And you better align with mine. Otherwise, why are we even here? I have other shit I can be doing. You can come watch my next date. Okay, you're but that's to join. I agree I'm with send what you you're a calendar saying. Invite. And no, but you yeah. know what? This is a great point because I think that these deep questions that you want to have, I think that it's affected by age and gender. And I think if you are older and you're dating and you're in your late 30s and 40s, like we are all, you ask those questions definitely on like the maybe second or third date. If you're 25, mm-hmm. I mean, go for it, sure, but it maybe it's not as important. And I think gender plays a role in this as well, because I think back to our cool girl conversation, women have a hard time asking these questions because they feel like it makes them look desperate. And I think that we need to normalize that not being a thing. And also, if you guys want to know, Close But No Cigar comes from um, traveling fairs and carnivals in the 1800s. Prizes back then were not giant-sized stuffed teddy bears. They were usually cigars or bottles of whiskey. So if you missed the prize at the carnival game, the the carny folk would shout close, but no cigar. I Wait, like they it. had much higher value gifts back I mean, then. I, I want a cigar or whiskey. whiskey. Fuck yeah. Who wants a Not a I dumb stuffed bear. animal. I want a stuffed animal filled with whiskey. If you, if you <laughs> go, would either of you go or take a date to a carnival? God, yeah, no, I take all my dates cool to carnival. to playgrounds and carnivals. Yeah. They're tw- they're in their early twenties. I mean, <laughs> go to Coney Island. I think it's kind of cute. No, 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 no. Wait, no. I would. I would. Fun of himself. I made fun of myself. And Monica Pierre. No, that's cute. I think here's what I think. Being a man in my forties, right? So what I think is that if it if I were to go on a date with somebody to today or tomorrow. I would not bring up any of these questions. I would use the first two dates to see what, how I felt about the person, right? And and like, if we have chemistry on the, the 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 basis of everything else, do we laugh? Can we ping pong? Like we talked about last week. Like, does everything else line up? And then maybe date three, which I you know, which I hope we, I want to get back to another point is that after date three, maybe then I start going, okay, what do you, what do you want out of life? Mm-hmm. Like, are you good at your job? You know, like, do you, do you want this to be long-term? Do you want to travel? Do you want to like, what, what do you, where do you want to live? What kind of house do you want? What about your family? You know, what are they like? Cause you could fall in love with somebody who's like, you know, got some of their own ideas about what our government is right now, you know, and then that's fucking crazy because then you're going into that. But But like question, this is great. And I love that. And I think that is a great generalization for everybody. Now, again, this is, you know, there's some gray areas, but yeah, on like the third ish date, some of these things may have come up if they like their jobs or things about their family, but yeah, you, or 
either you're bringing it up on the third date or you've cherry picked some things that you've heard. And now you're getting to the point where these next questions feel organic and they make sense. Would you, Rob, I had another girlfriend who I asked today on purpose, went on a date recently and asked the guy these questions. I think it was like the first date, like, would do you want kids? And he's like, uh, are we going there? And she's like, yeah, I am going there. And he's like, really? Okay. And she said he kind of like was off put by it. Would you be off put if because let's just say this right now, everyone needs to not get this confused. If I'm on a date with you and it's date one or two or even three, and I say, do you want kids? Please don't get it twisted. I'm not asking if you want to have kids with me right now. I'm asking if you want kids in general, mm. not just with me. Mm. Now, the longer the the conundrum here is the more serious you are, let's say I've been dating you for two months and I look at you and I'm like, do you want kids? Then it feels like I'm asking you if you want kids with me. Whereas if I'm asking right. you if you want kids or want to get married and I've only known you for two dates, I'm just asking you if you want that. I'm not attaching myself to it. So there's less pressure. Less pressure. So maybe the sooner the better, but maybe not date one, maybe date three. But Rob, would you be turned off by a girl if your plan is to ask these questions on date three and the girl asks them on date two? Are you like annoyed? No, I'm not because I think I'm pretty forward with like that I want kids and I love kids and you know I'm all about my goddaughter and you know those like she's my or favorite thing in the world. Or if you I, don't want kids, it doesn't really matter, but you just are fine with answering the question. Right. But I think like that specific question, I'm okay with answering right away because I do want it. Do you know what I mean? Here's the thing though. What you just said though, would come up on a first date. You talk about Hartford all the time. So if you were talking about your goddaughter, it's a very easy opening for somebody to say, well, would you want your own? Also, well, would you want to be married then? Like, But I think there's a strong difference between me talking about my goddaughter and me going, it's like, you you know, if you were like talking about mochi and then you're like, and then somebody's like, do you want to, you want four dogs? And you'd be like, wait, what? No, I like my dog. Like, I like this dog in particular. So like, I'm not saying that I want to open a farm. Right. You know Rob, what I mean? You like, just like being a godfather and not want your own kids. And also just know somebody asking you if you want kids on the other end could be like, please say no, please say no, please say no. Cause I don't want kids. 100%. So it's 100%. great that you want that. I think, I think date about, three. It's less about what your answer is. It's more about aligning what your, both of your answers are. So if it's yes or no, it doesn't matter. You just need to. Right. But I think like you said before, like, and like asking these questions right away, because we had a guest on here before and I keep going back to her, but she was like, I knew he was the one because he was there for me right away. Like on our first or second date, he was, I was going through something and he was there for me. And I'm like, okay, but you can't as a coach, give that kind of advice for to look for somebody to be there for you right away, because they don't even know if they like you right away necessarily. Yeah. You know, you just found somebody that did, and then you married him. Like it's, it's like, it's not something you can coach to look for mm -hmm. in somebody on date one or date two or like hang out one or hang out two but on, on the same level when do you sleep with somebody when do you kiss somebody you know jen always whenever she's uh recapping a date for me she's always like well i don't we had a good time but he didn't kiss me and i'm like what was he supposed date. to is he supposed to on the first date like maybe he's just being a gentleman yeah, but I mean, also then you wonder, does the person want to kiss me? I mean, it all, it's right. Have you been on dates where it happens and doesn't happen? And there's no real rhyme or reason. It's just like the date went that way or didn't. And sometimes it doesn't happen on the first date, but then you, it does, you end up with that person. And sometimes you, I mean, James and I slept together on the first date, but I also knew him before, but I still, I don't give a fuck. Call, slut shame me. Do whatever you want. I know you want to be a stripper. I, hey, 
Right. We now know. I totally (laughs) and 1000% was like going to do sex with him. So, well. Well, so then, okay, to that. So, and everyone, when do you have a cow when you can get the milk for free? Stupid. Who cares? Do what you want. Well, but so then at what point do you also have the conversation like you're not seeing other people or ask if they are seeing other people? Do you ever ask that or do you just skip to not seeing other people? I and think, then, I don't like, think is you that before bring it... you have sex, after you have sex? Listen, I think, I think like five years ago or before that these dating apps were so prevalent and everybody it's we it's like when people find out I'm not on them, they're shocked rather than when people used to find out that they were on them and be like, Oh, you're doing that. Yeah. So like, it, like I'm a huge minority is when it comes to dating apps in this, in today's society. So that's like when my, my friend that I refer to that I am watching now join the dating apps and go through everything. He's old school like me. And you know, he is, uh, uh, I, I want to say like offended that when he goes on a date with somebody, they're open about all the other dates they went on that week or that month or, or whatever, you know what I mean? And he's like, but then why are, then is this just another dinner? Like, is this just like, I'm like, am I, am I speed dating, but paying a lot of money and time for it? You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I wouldn't, I think that again, with the seeing, if you're seeing other people, the second that there's a mutual attraction that's felt and maybe date two, or three, then you can say, Hey, listen, I like you. I don't want to go on the date I have scheduled for Sunday. Is that okay? But three dates in, you would have that conversation. If that's how you're yeah. feeling though. And who, but why wouldn't you though? Cause Jen, if that's how you're feeling and you, and let's three dates is also could be take a month and a half potentially. It just depends. Right. You could be talking a lot in between these dates. You could have FaceTimed a couple times, but you've actually only gone on three dates, whatever. Point is, if that's how you're feeling and you're like, I like this person, I don't want to see other people, but I'm not going to say it because it's going to make me look stupid, then guess what you're doing? You're being a cool girl. Totally. But at the same time, let's say you're not having the tough conversations and you're not going deeper and having you know, any sort of connection on your past or how you feel about certain things and your morals and beliefs and what you want for your future. Let's say they're more fun and games and you're going to the carnival after three dates. Does, should anyone decide in that, that they only want to see each other? I feel like you should get to, if I'm going to answer my own question, I would feel that you get to a point where you know how you feel about that person. And you say, I really like you. I'm not seeing anybody else. I don't know if you're, in the same boat with me and want to see where just the two of us are going together. Um, totally understand if you're still casually dating and want to keep this casual, but I'm looking mm. for something I think more I serious like that. Oh, with you. I mean, it's hard. It's easier said than done. It's scary. It's not, it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to make you feel nervous, but I say, yeah, own it. Okay. Okay. So then let's just do this. Let's the three of us will go around the room and we'll say when we think is an appropriate time to start getting quote unquote deep, whatever that is. I'll go first. I think asking these, unless if they come up organically, then yes, we've already made a rule that everybody has to follow that Lauren has set that if they come up organically or you have something that's important to share, you should share it right away. Give that person the benefit of the doubt that they don't, they're not going to put their feelings into it or they want to put their feelings into it. It's up to them. Right. But 
other than that, I think it, it's, it sounds too much like a job interview. If you start bringing up stuff that you want or don't want, or what are they doing or what, where, where are they in their life? If you do it in the first or even second date, like if you just, if you come into the situation and you like, you're like, all right, what about this, 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 and this, and this, this, I feel like at the end of it, you st- like, okay, well that will, we'll, I'll give you a call and uh, thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed your uh, rosé and your escargot and uh, shake hands. And do we kiss? Do we not kiss? I don't know. How does this work? And then goodbye. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, like that's what it sounds like in the first couple. So I think date three or four is when you start having the real. And to me, I don't do date three and four. Like, let me go see a dinner again, or let's do this. Or it's a building like date three or four to me is we've hung out. We like each other. I take you to a movie. It becomes more casual as we start going along. And then those casual conversations can come up organically. That's my that's my I, piece. All right. What about I you? I agree. I agree with you, Rob, because I think by date three, you're going out with each other because you like each other. There's starting to be a vested interest and you may or may not have done sex or are thinking about doing sex at that point. No pressure there either. But I'm just saying all these things are starting to happen. Yes, your age and things and past come into play. But yes, I think by date three or four, it is not weird to bring these things up because you're making conscious choices to continue to hang out and it has been more than once. So I agree. Mm. Okay. I agree with both of you. And wow, the fact that we all three agree is a goddamn miracle. We should all wow. go on a date together and have kids and get married together because we obviously all want the same things. Perfect. That is what we'll do then. So on the next episode of It's Complicated, <laughs> we will we'll talk, talk about, about polygamy. How, <laughs> how we are now a thruple and we're having those even tougher conversations about how the hell this is going to work. But everyone, you should obviously keep tuning in because we're definitely not going to talk about that on the next episode. We are going to talk about more tough stuff, though. So don't forget to tune in. And while you're there, obviously, hello, subscribe, rate, comment, and share it with your friends because you know they need help doing all these things. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. Where can everyone find you all? They can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And uh, they could probably YouTube my Wheel of Fortune at, uh, at this point or find it somewhere online. And you, you can you can watch me win a lot of stuff on there. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets where I will be posting in my stories, Rob, on Wheel of Fortune, which I am going to go find right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets as well. We will be back next time. See you guys then. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.